hey, you know what? Let's make sure we win the World Series this year. How about that? It's a Red Sox full throttle Friday. Swing and a miss. It's over. The Red Sox have swept the Colorado Rockies. The Red Sox are the world champions of baseball for 2007. On the Rich Keefe Show. And did he make the catch? He did. He got it. The Red Sox win. <laughs> Red Sox. I just went head over heels in my chair. Brought to you by McFarlane Energy, the E.L. Harvey Companies, and Aviva Trattoria. And the Boston Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century to win two World Series titles. Can you believe it? All right. It's time for some full throttle Sox talk, and it's co-sponsored by McFarlane Energy. The heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Mass and all of Cape Cod depend on at McFarlandEnergy.com. By the E.L. Harvey companies, including Nosset Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collection and recycling providers. And by Aviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced, ingredients every friday up until baseball season we will be uh doing this right around seven o'clock on the rich keith show weei and uh, a couple of things as it relates to the red sox one they lost out on another free agent today and lost out would almost imply like they were in it and they had a chance to uh, i don't think they were but who's the starting second baseman for the red sox this season i'll pause allow you to think Okay, I got nobody either. I, I, I'm not sure what they're going to do at second base. Whit Merrifield was available. I know he's in his mid-30s, but he was an all-star last year with Toronto. You can play him uh, at at second base. He can also play in the outfield if you need him to, especially if uh, Yoshida is going to be DHing a lot this year. But it just seemed like a, a guy, and he's a, a right-handed bat, sort of offset some of all the lefties that they have in the lineup. I thought he was one of those free agents that looked still – Pretty good to me that was out there. There's uh, more than a handful of them, by the way, which is more of a problem with Major League Baseball than with uh, just the Red Sox in particular. But Whit Merrifield goes on a one-year, $8 million deal to the Philadelphia Phillies with a club option for 25. So no idea if the Red Sox were in on that. No idea if they you know were in, but they, they went low or if Merrifield didn't want to go to the Red Sox. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, that's the kind of guy the Red Sox add Jordan Montgomery, let's say, and Whit Merrifield. They don't trade away Kenley Jansen and Chris Martin. They don't trade away Jaron Duran. You're still not the favorite by any stretch, but I don't know. Could you play that out and see see what that looks like? Instead, it just continues to be shedding salary, bringing in nobody other than Lucas Giolito, who I don't think anybody wants. And then that's what we're looking at for the 2024 Red Sox. Last night with Andy Hart, we were talking about the uh, season total for this year, win total for this year. If you're looking to to make a bet, 80 and a half. Do you think this team wins 80 games or I guess 81 games? Do you think they, So that would be 500. Do you think right now, based on all the moves that they have made, that the Red Sox are going to have a winning record? I can't imagine. And, you know, last year they won 78 games. The year before that, they won 78 games. I don't know how they're better. Like, maybe the defense is a little bit better. Okay, great. That's nice. The pitching doesn't appear to be better. The lineup's worse. I don't know how you can look at the lineup and be like, oh, the lineup's better. Even if you get another good year at Tristan Casas or you get another, you know, Devers. Like, Justin Turner was one of their best players 
from wire to wire last year, he's gone. You know, Adam Duvall was pretty good while he was while he was uh, when he was healthy, but he's gone. So I'm looking at the under. I feel pretty good about the the under. Now they did kind of fall off last year. Last year they started pretty good, and it looked like they might even be a playoff team. Like they were in it. They started strong. You look at how they were able to uh, get to 78 wins. So they had a winning record in April. They were 500 in May. They were two games under 500 in June. They were really good in July. Then a couple of games under 500 in August. And then in the month of September, they went 8 and 19. So they completely fell off a cliff. So you could say, well, if they were a little bit better in uh, September, then maybe they would have had a winning record. And then, you know, who knows? But I don't think there's a. Ch- I don't think they're going to be as good as they were the first four months of the season this year. Like I think they're going to be consistently uh, below that. The rest of the division appears to have gotten better, so I think they're in uh, quite a bit of trouble. So even with that extra wild card spot, nobody's predicting playoffs, including Craig Breslow. So this is from earlier in the week. Pitchers and catchers are already down there in Fort Myers. I think the Greg Hill show is going to be down there in Fort Myers coming up. Not this week, yeah, next week, uh, maybe next week. It's coming check. up. Yeah, it's coming up. They're going to be down there. They're going to be talking to to every uh, everybody they get their hands on down there. But uh, earlier in the week, both Craig Breslow and Alex Cora spoke to the media. Here was part of uh, Craig Breslow's little uh, Q and A. It's a really strong division. Um, a number of teams, uh, you know, kind of coming off really really strong years, have uh, made meaningful steps forward. Um, you know, I think we're also aiming to be as competitive as we we possibly can. Uh, you know, I've talked about not being willing to sacrifice the long-term outlook, um, you know, for, for short-term gains necessarily, um, because I think at times that can, uh, that can kind of fly in the face of building uh, longer-term organizational health. Craig, I think fans want to know, do you believe this is a playoff team? Uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's kind of foolish to, to make predictions like that. I think this is going to be a, a very competitive team. I think it's going to be a, a team that is going to take, uh, that's going to see its players take a meaningful step forward. And I think, uh, you know, there's a really exciting young core of players um, that we are, are really, really excited about. And I think that fans are going to fall in love with. Yikes. Lipstick I, on a pig. Dude, I've, I've never been a fan of Breslow. It also makes me wonder, like, why did they fire Heim Bloom? I was not a Bloom fan. I thought Bloom needed to move on, but I also thought that the next person that you brought in was going to be different than Bloom. Like, this has been run just like Bloom, Even the way it, uh, they talk about it, it sounds like Bloom. So if you fire, you get you move on from Bloom. You bring in Craig Breslow. What does Craig Breslow want to do? Wait for the guys that Bloom drafted to become good. That's the plan. That's what he says, like, multiple times. Like, we're not going to sacrifice the future we got young guys that fans are going to fall in love with. It's all about improvement. It's not, it's not like getting good players. They're going to develop the players that they already have. This is the pros. Like this is this isn't like a college team. This is like they're going to develop all these guys. So everybody that's on the team like they all need to get better. Rather than going out and identifying really good players and just bringing them in and allowing them to just be really good players and trying to win that way. No, we're just going to wait around. Like I, I was by no means a fan of Heim Bloom, especially his inactivity at the trade deadlines over the last couple of years. But there's no reason to fire him other than the front office or, or you know John Henry must have felt like all right this will this will calm the fans down a little bit for a week. 
can't write for, you know for a week. I mean? Yeah, right. That's the thing is like I like we're not. I mean, we might be dumb. We're not that dumb. So you're like, okay, good. You you made that move, but then as soon as you saw Breslow come in here, do nothing. Didn't wasn't in the bidding for Shohei Otani. Didn't get any big name free agent. They trade Alex Verdugo for like prospects. They trade half of Chris Sale's contract away for a guy that the Braves have given up on. They don't really do anything else. Lucas Giolito, essentially a one-year deal. So there's no long-term deals. There's no real commitment to this team. And then it's just multiple times talking about the future and the young guys. So it's like, Heim Bloom could have done that. Very, very bizarre to me. The other story that's kind of picking up steam here as it relates to the Red Sox is Alex Cora's role in all of this. So Alex Cora, at the end of last year, was adamant that he was going to be back, even after they fired Hein Bloom. And he didn't know who Cora's new boss was going to be. Cora's like, I'm definitely going to be here. And so they hired Breslow, and obviously those guys are, are familiar with each other. But now it just seems like Cora doesn't want to be here. He's in the last year of his contract. Usually coaches and managers that you feel any halfway decent about, you sign to an extension. Right, you don't want players on the team looking at the coach or manager being like, "Well, this guy's gone. Why am I listening to him? He's going to be gone at the end of the year, maybe even during the year." So, Core's going into it lame duck year, and does he want to be here? Does he not want to be here? He was sick, quote unquote, sick the first day of pitchers and catchers. Had a little uh, tummy issue, I guess, or maybe at the trots. But prior to him uh, bagging out on a day. He did talk to the media. I think this might have been on Monday, and uh, here's some of that back and forth. Where do you see yourself at in terms of like longevity as a manager? I'm not going to manage 10 more years. I don't see myself being like Tito or Tony. You know, uh, I got two boys. I got a, I got a daughter that you know she's a junior in college. So there's more more in life than than baseball to be honest with you you know this is a a tough business and i mentioned it three years ago i read guardiola's uh book you know and he said that when you spend more than five or six years in one place it can take a toll on you and i think i got hit last year with that you know i'm glad that i recognize that and i think the pictures and the videos they recognize that and a conversation with my mom who actually was very honest when I got back home. She crushed me. It's not easy, man, like dealing with the media, dealing with players, the front office, the pressure of uh, winning. It's not, it's not easy, you know. It should be fun, and sometimes it's not. Obviously, it's something that is going to come up through the season, and I respect that, but I really don't want to talk too much about it because this is where I am. I love it here. I appreciate everything that this organization has done with me and my family. Do you still like it? I don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy's miserable. Sheesh. Miserable. His mom's like, what are you doing? Mom's telling Get him to leave, apparently. They're like, oh, what do you, like, what do you, what's your future coaching or being a manager? <sighs> well, I'm not going to be doing this for 10 more years. I'll tell you that much. You're in any place for five or six years. You want to get out of there. <laughs> the guy wants out. Uh, so he doesn't even want to talk about the future. He's miserable slash maybe trying to get a much bigger contract, right? Like there's always that part of angling of it too. And sort of being like, Oh, I got other things I got. But with before the season even starts, if in your little uh, Q and a, you're talking about how there's more to life than baseball, which is true and obvious, but like you could say that about every sport and about every single job that you have. I doubt anyone on the Dodgers is saying, no kidding. 
Like, can you imagine if the uh, you know the Celtics started their season this year and, and Missoula or Tatum was like, listen, it's not. It's more than basketball. Tatum's like, you know, when you've been anywhere for five yeah, years. Like, huh? What? Like, you want out now? Yeah, I understand there are more important things than baseball, but then he's like, it's not fun. Like, the guy, he is down in the dumps. Might as well just put him out of his misery. Just find somebody else to manage the team. He doesn't want to be here. So, yeah, this thing is, uh, it, we're middle of February, and this is where we're already at. Like, that sounds like a guy that just lost six games in a row and is looking for answers. Not, hey, the season's about to begin. Everybody's 0-0 and ready to start the season. Like, there's supposed to be that thing about opening day where everybody's kind of in it. Everybody's got a chance. You know, Cora's like, you're here six years. I read something in a book one time. You're like, oh, my God. You may need to have medical staff on him when he really does lose six games in a row and then he's talking to the Seriously. Media. Like, this is uh, not, sound, not sounding uh, very good. With me and my family. You still like to be I don't want to talk about that now. Yeah. Do you want to be here? Not like, hey, do you want to be here for 10 years? Because, okay, so, whatever. you already answered. softball. Do you want to be here? I'm not talking about that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, good luck to the Red Sox. I will take the under on 80 and a half wins. Uh, and, again, it hurts. It hurts. As the host of the pregame show, Stiz, now the producer of Red Sox baseball, we hope that they win every game. I want them to. It just, I don't know how you could possibly see like a good season coming this year. I do don't. you do you think there is, you know, because I've been hearing the rumors, as I'm sure you have, that John Henry is, is getting close to selling. So I bought into that earlier, and then I was like, they brought in Theo Epstein, and I'm like, all right, now they're definitely keeping the team. But then you're like, well, Theo's not really going to be a huge part of it. So now I'm like, maybe they are selling, and that's why they're kind of like not signing long-term deals. But then again, like, I think with Hart's point, maybe it's like, it is the Fenway sports group. So, like, are you going to own everything else but Fenway? Yeah, that's like a that. So, that, I don't know. I don't like, maybe, but he's just kind of buying stuff up. He might buy the NBA team if they get one in Vegas. And so, it feels like he wants to have a team in every league, for God's sake. So, I don't know if you'd give up. I don't know if he'd give up the Red Sox. Let's see how this season goes. Like, if they're still making a lot of money, even when the team's bad, then guy might guy might be here forever.